Imagine yourself spending a long day in lecture halls, listening to professors ramble on about the art of ancient Mesopotamia, or chemistry or elementary Italian vocabulary. Like a lot of other students, you skipped breakfast to get an extra hour of sleep. Now, sitting among your fellow students, you hear your stomach growling. When you consider your options, your mind lands apprehensively on the default. After this lecture, you're going to eat at the dining hall. Great. To almost all college students or graduates, this is an all-too-familiar situation. The dining hall isn't just a crowded, noisy room full of dirty napkins and oily tables. It's a place where students should have a sense of fulfillment. Ideally, the food should be hearty and delicious. The floors and tables should be clean. The hall itself should be easy to navigate. Most dining halls fall short of these hopes, though. That's why we need to consider dining halls a design problem. To address this design problem, I talked to my good friend Julia Siegel. Julia is a sophomore at Vassar College. Right now, she's studying child psychology in Spanish. Someday, she'll be a bilingual child psychologist. Past academics, Julia is a great baker, a lover of all things autumn, and a fan of Starry Night by Van Gogh. Although she's notable in a variety of ways, Julia Siegel is also a lot like other students, as in, she also gets hungry during class. I got super hungry in the middle of my stats test, and I just was like, my stomach was grumbling so loud, and I knew it was, and there was literally nothing I could do to stop it, because I didn't want anything that the dining hall had for breakfast, and I was just like, I'll just wait till lunch. Most college students can relate to Julia's predicament. Many of us understand the feeling of opting out of a meal. Since dining halls are less than ideal, we opt for the alternatives. SUNY New Paltz, for example, has dining options like World of Wings and Hisho Sushi in its student union building. But these alternatives can take more time. Their long lines lead to waiting, which leads to missing class. So the dining hall is the better option. But the food can become monotonous. So the alternatives are better, but not when you're in a rush. And so the cycle continues. Sometimes it's easier to just not deal with it. My friend and I hypothesized that like something in the stats test like creates the hunger and just makes it worse because it literally, without fail, around 12.30 every Monday and Wednesday will get so hungry. It like, it doesn't happen on Tuesdays or Thursdays. It doesn't happen if, in like any other circumstance. So like, what's the X factor here? The stats room, <laughs> clearly. As funny as it seems, the dining halls should be an appetizing option. Students like Julia Siegel shouldn't feel compelled to skip meals. As we've all heard before, food is fuel. Without it, we wouldn't be able to function. That's why it's so important for students to have access to consistently appetizing food. Equally important is accessibility to healthy food. Variety and freshness are important qualities for a well-rounded diet. Still, dining halls don't always offer such wholesome cuisine. The Vassar College Dining Hall, for example, can fall short of expectations. Because of its design flaws, the dining hall is a point of friction in students' lives. And when Julia Siegel gets hungry during class, she knows it's because of the dining hall's limited options. In Vassar's dining hall, minimal access to fresh produce is part of the problem. I wish that there were more opportunities to eat um, fresh like fresh produce because it's pretty much limited to a salad bar that we have and um, occasionally guacamole and um, we have like some fresh like apples and stuff like that, but it's not like a whole lot of variety. Past the monotony, Julia Siegel feels the consequences of not eating enough fruits and vegetables. 
I find that when I don't have like vegetables or fruit in a day, I will feel like almost like physically sick because I feel like I just haven't really eaten what's best for me. And like, I'm not health conscious in the slightest really, but um, you know, when I don't feel like I'm integrating enough like fresh food or fresh produce, um, I just don't really feel as great as I can. But this can seem like an easily repairable problem. After all, if the dining hall doesn't offer enough variety, couldn't students visit eatery alternatives? Earlier in this episode, we mentioned how most colleges offer other options. Why can't students just visit those instead? In reality, it's not that simple. Most students have dining plans which restrict their access to non-dining hall options. For Julia Siegel, it's a matter of technicality. So there are other places to go, but we have unlimited swipes at the dining hall. Um, and ironically, the main dining hall has like the most variety, even though it's kind of lacking in variety. And let's be clear about something. The dining hall issue isn't exclusive to Vassar College. Many universities and colleges offer unsatisfactory dining hall food. In fact, one of the quintessential college experiences is learning to cope with less than ideal dining options. But what if eating didn't have to be unpleasant? What if students could enjoy their meals and feel fulfilled with their dining hall experiences? Actually, this isn't just a utopic vision of the near future. It already exists. In fact, sharing a meal with a friend can be the best part of a student's day. The best time of my day today was probably lunch because they had my favorite food for lunch, which was sweet potato tacos. And it was right after I finished up my... um stats test and on Mondays and Wednesdays I always get lunch with my friend Chloe because we have the same stats class and we literally like wait until once every two weeks when they have sweet potato tacos and then we were like oh my god it's sweet potato taco day. As Julia puts it, sweet potato taco day is a cause for celebration especially since she gets to spend it with her friend. (laughs) Whenever they have sweet potato tacos I will text her in the morning and I'm like guess what day it is and it's sweet potato taco day. It is a celebration. It is a cause for coming together. It is just a fun, joyous occasion. I think that it, like the whole reason why it's good is because like they have guacamole and pico de gallo, and you like make your sweet potato tacos, and they're just really good. And today they were especially good because like the sweet potatoes were well cooked. Because sometimes they're like a little bit underdone. It's it's a very fun time. <laughs> if sweet potato taco day is a cause for celebration, couldn't all dining experiences feel like this? Couldn't colleges do something, or better yet, change something to make every day feel like Sweet Potato Taco Day? Actually, colleges can, but it would require them to make some changes to the way their dining halls function. For one, dining halls would need to offer more fresh produce to students. Providing more fruits and veggies could make mealtime healthier. Expanding the menu could also introduce an element of fun. Also, making the dining hall more inclusive could help. Accommodating people with food allergies, for example, could make the dining hall feel safer and more welcoming. For Julia Siegel, this kind of inclusivity is especially important. So I'm actually allergic to quite a lot of stuff. I'm allergic to a lot of different materials and chemicals that are in makeup and stuff like that, and also wool and acrylic when it comes to clothing. But as far as food goes, I'm highly allergic to peanuts, pistachios, walnuts, and cashews. I also have sensitivities to soy, a couple different legumes, chickpeas, lentils, Those are the main allergies I have, but those extend to quite a few things. So like whenever something says may contain peanuts, that is something that I will stay away from. 
Because of Julia Siegel's allergies, navigating the dining hall can get complicated. Certain areas are at risk of cross-contamination. With so many students coming in and out of the dining hall, these at-risk areas become even more dangerous. For some students, this limitation can feel uninviting. In fact, the risk of cross-contamination can complicate something as simple as choosing what to eat for breakfast. Back at the beginning of this episode, we discussed how Julia's stomach growled during her stats test. Even then, Julia admitted to skipping breakfast that morning. Still, there's something I didn't tell you about the morning of that exam. The secret? It might not have happened if the dining hall toasters weren't a dangerous area for cross-contamination. Okay, so I walked into the dining hall. Normally I'll look for, like, if they have, like, a pastry that I'll want, or um, sometimes at, like, Root, which is the vegan station, they have, like, some kind of, like, kale or, like, sweet potato. That morning, though, Julia was having trouble finding something appetizing to eat. I think that I just, like, couldn't really, like, wrap my head around eating anything, like, super heavy and a lot of the food that they have at the dining hall in the morning is like egg sandwiches or like potatoes or pancakes and that's kind of a lot for nine in the morning for me personally if I could do like something like toast with like butter or jam like that would be good for me because we have a toaster but I can't personally use it because um of allergies and I don't like using like the shared equipment because that's like a big risk of cross-contamination so um I think that that would be better for me because that's something I eat a lot at home, just like toast, because normally I'm like, can handle that pretty reasonably. If Julia had an allergy-safe toaster to use that morning, she might have saved herself from the slightly embarrassing incident in her stats class. Feeling safe to use the equipment in the dining hall could have made her morning and many other students' mornings easier. But that would require Vassar College to redesign their dining hall, and that's a big step forward. So... I think that they really try with on the allergy front like they try because they have they to give them credit where credit is due they have labels at like every station it's like stop do you like need to know what's in a certain thing ask a a dietitian and make sure that like you know this is safe for you and like they make their like the services of the dietitians incredibly um accessible in that you could like send an email and say like hey I'm like I just want to make sure this is safe for me like I've talked personally to the dietitian. She has been incredibly accommodating and helpful. Um, And with the vegetarian and vegan options, I think that they don't, like, in their minds, they're like, oh, like, there's there's a lot, like, you can get, like, the stuff at the vegan station. Like, we have a whole station dedicated to this kind of food. Like, what what's the problem? So I think that, like, they may, might not see it as a problem as much as the students do, but I've, like, I've heard a lot of discontent Um, expressed about how they've handled those kind of aspects of student dining. Although Vassar tries to be accommodating, their dining hall still has major design flaws. Changing the design, however, is going to get complicated. So what's the first step? How can Vassar make things better for their students and faculty? To start, Vassar would have to talk to students like Julia Siegel, Consulting students who actually experience these problem areas could show Vassar what needs to change. Otherwise, the college could only assume what their students need. That would be unacceptable. As any thoughtful designer knows, people come before the product. That's why listening to Julia Siegel and other students like her is so important. After all, the people who encounter bad design choices are the people who know their faults. As for Julia Siegel, Vassar's dining hall's design flaws are obvious. So we also have, and this is actually kind of disgusting, we have like these like 
we have ice cream in like these um big tubs and there's like a communal ice cream scoop that literally goes to like all of the ice creams it is like a cross-contamination nightmare there's also like a your kitchen station where you can like make your own food to an extent and they have ingredients there so i guess if you were to bring in your own um ingredients for that that could be an issue but they have like clean pans and utensils that you could use to do that um and then there's also a like panini press type thing you can't like use it with the 100 percent certainty of like what's gone on before which like can obviously be dangerous if you have allergies but i think for anyone it can kind of be a little bit concerning not knowing like what's coming has come in contact with your food because the dining hall actually doesn't use nuts but i don't like trust the other students at the school to not like bring in other stuff that could have nuts and like use it in like the like shared toasters and stuff like that because I've seen people bring in like food that is not from the dining hall and like that that would be an issue. These areas of cross-contamination are dangerous for all kinds of students, not just students with allergies. Students with dietary restrictions like vegans and vegetarians could also feel uncomfortable with the shared equipment. That's why it's imperative that colleges make a change. In fact, Vassar has seen instances of exclusion for their vegan and vegetarian students. Aside from their limited menu choices, running out of supplies has become an issue. There have been like a lot of like supply chain shortages, which is like a much bigger issue. So um, when there wasn't like non-dairy milk in the dining hall, like I think that they still had maybe soy milk, but like the almond milk and oat milk were both out. Um, people are talking about how they, like, didn't have anything that they could, like, eat. I definitely feel like it's just, like, a general feeling of people aren't happy with the kind of food and, like, the variety of food that's provided. Again, limited dining options for these students isn't a Vassar problem. It's a college-wide problem. Most vegan and vegetarian students are at a loss of variety for dining hall food. This, combined with the needs of students with allergies, adds up to one conclusion. Dining halls need some major redesigning. Not all change has to be revolutionary, though. In fact, simply providing cleaning supplies for students to wipe down the equipment before use could reduce the risk of cross-contamination. To reduce the risk of nut-related cross-contamination, the dining hall staff could keep a keen eye out for students who bring in outside food. That way, there's less of a risk of picking up nut-based residue off of shared equipment. Plus, tightening the dining hall's no-nut policy could help students with or without allergies know what's come in contact with their next meal. All this doesn't guarantee a safe dining hall, though. Even if all these changes work, additional issues could still arise. That's why it's so important to start opening discussions with the school's dining services. By starting a student committee, the people who use the dining hall and those who need special accommodations could have a voice in what stays and what goes. After all, only the student body really knows what goes on in the dining hall. And by opening up a line of communication with the school, students could maintain continual progress. That way, students never have to settle for the subpar. As for vegan and vegetarian options, the student body could express their needs to the school, thereby changing the way colleges like Vassar view dietary restrictions. Instead of providing students with one vegan station, colleges could offer several choices. Their vegan and vegetarian menus could change frequently to keep up with new and exciting recipes. Colleges could introduce vegan and vegetarian cuisine from all over the world. They could even supply more fresh produce for everyone. In fact, colleges could drastically increase their use of fresh produce to keep students eating healthfully. These changes could come from a student committee. 
Opening a line of communication with the school could be the first step towards a better dining hall experience. If colleges provide healthier, more inclusive dining hall food, students could enjoy eating there. That means no more skipping breakfast and no more stomach growling during a stats test. With a better dining hall, every day could feel like sweet potato taco day. And that's a change worth celebrating. <laughs>